You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show. We're going to go around the conference as we catch you up on the latest news going on around at fall camps in the SEC. A handful of injuries to catch you guys up on. Had two great conversations today, one with SEC Network's Gene Chizik as he will give his thoughts on Texas A&M as a contender this year and a special visit with ESPN's Marty Smith who talks about his career getting to cover college football all across the South and his long-running show Marty and McGee. We'll discuss all of that with him. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this show as soon as it comes out each and every day. And a reminder, check out some of our other great Locked on podcast all across the uh, Locked On Podcast Network. If you're looking for uh, Florida, Alabama, LSU, whatever it is, you can find it wherever you find your podcast. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start at Florida as starting defensive back Jaden Hill has suffered a torn ACL this week in practice. He will miss the 2021 season. Florida coach Dan Mullen saying yesterday it was a non-contact injury and it is not the same ACL injury that Hill tore when he was in high school. It's the other leg. Hill was entering his junior season after contributing the past two years, so the Gators will need to find another corner to start start opposite Kyer Elam. They have some good options there in Avery Helm, Ethan Pouncey, and Jason Marshall. And you also can't forget a very seasoned guy in Elijah Blades who just transferred in from Texas A&M. So the Gators should be okay there, but you hate to hear the news for Jaden Hill. Over at Kentucky, freshman wide receiver Dekel Crowdis. He suffered an injury at Thursday's practice. According to reports, Crowdis was undergoing more tests to determine the severity of the injury, according to Kentucky Sports Radio. Crowdis was on track to beat a break into the wide receiver rotation as a freshman. He's a native of Lexington, was a four-star recruit in this year's signing class. He chose the Wildcats over offers from the likes of Florida State, Michigan, and Auburn. Kentucky also lost starting tight end Keaton Upshaw to an injury prior to fall camp. So not good news there for Liam Cohen's offense. Over at Arkansas, Coach Sam Pittman said yesterday that linebacker turned tight end Levi Draper is done after battling through an injury-plagued career where he played at both Oklahoma and Arkansas. Pittman said Draper's shoulder went out and he will be a medical redshirt this year. Draper has already had three surgeries in his career, including two last year. He was a four-star prospect back in 2017. Tight end is an interesting spot for the Razorbacks as senior Coylan Jackson has been limited, working his way back from knee surgery. Freshman Aaron Outley has not practiced due to a torn meniscus he suffered last year in high school. Dominique Johnson had to move over from running back to tight end for a couple of practices this week. Over Tennessee, quarterback Brian Maurer remained absent for the second day in a row at Thursday's practice. After yesterday's scrimmage, Josh Heupel said he had a conversation with him a few days ago, but planned to meet with him again during the off day. Quarterback competition seems to be boiling down to Michigan transfer Joe Milton, Virginia Tech transfer Hendon Hooker, and sophomore Harrison Bailey. Maurer did opt to stay at Tennessee this offseason rather than hit the transfer portal, but if you recall, this offseason they lost Jared Garantano, who transferred to Washington State, J.T. Shroud, who transferred to Colorado, and Caden Salter, 
who was dismissed from the team earlier this summer. He's now at Liberty. So we'll see if Maurer ends up hitting the portal as well. Over in South Carolina, cornerback Karan Prunty was expected to contribute in a big way for the Gamecocks this year after transferring in from Kansas. However, it appears Prunty is on the move again. According to On3 Sports, Prunty has re-entered the transfer portal and will explore his options as the season gets ever so closer. Prunty was a freshman at Kansas last year, recorded 26 tackles with nine pass breakups and an interception. Over at Missouri, offensive lineman Jamarian Gooch has been medically disqualified, according to head coach Eli Drinkwitz. Coach Drinkwitz said a medical issue surfaced during Gooch's physical, and the six foot eight, three hundred sixty pound lineman will not play for the Tigers after all. Gooch was the number fifty-two offensive tackle in this year's class, the number fifteen overall recruit from the state of Tennessee. We'll keep an eye out to see where he ends up and if he eventually does get medically cleared. Over at LSU, we told you yesterday, Coach Ed Ogeron talked about his starting defensive tackle, Glenn Logan, injuring his foot and will miss some time. Ogeron said they do expect to get Logan back at some point this season. Coach O also said that star cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. had a minor camp injury, expects him to be back on the practice field by Monday. Other guys who've been banged up include running back Ty Davis-Price and offensive lineman Chasen Hines, both Coach Joe says he expects back by Monday as well. Over at Ole Miss, starting strong safety John Haynes, who uh, said he is hitting the transfer portal. We now know where he is heading. He announced he is transferring to Indiana. Haynes recorded 86 tackles in his couple of seasons in Oxford, but now he is headed to the Big Ten to play for Indiana. Ole Miss beat Indiana in the Outback Bowl earlier this year, so you wonder if maybe he saw something he liked there. Over at Georgia, offensive coordinator Todd Munkin said he's happy with the options at backup quarterback for the Bulldogs this year. He says Carson Beck was the backup after spring ball, but true freshman Brock Vandegrift and veteran Stetson Bennett are also in the mix. Vandegrift, as a Georgia native, was the number four overall quarterback in the country in this year's recruiting class, so you have to wonder if he is going to make a move up to be that number two guy. Over at Alabama, defensive lineman Fidarian Mathis wants everybody to know it's not business all the time at Alabama he's talking with the media he said quote we have a lot of fun a lot of people say we don't have fun at Alabama but we enjoy this we have a lot of fun off the field and on the field but when it's time to go to work we go to work it seems like it's a lot of business a lot of the time in Tuscaloosa over at Auburn quarterback Bo Nix talking with reporters about the other guys in the quarterback room for the Tigers he said quote I think having Grant Loy, T.J. Finley, Demetrius Davis, having a room full of talented guys, it's always important because you're just trying to make yourself better and improve each and every day. I think as a group, we've all done a good job of challenging each other. Some people thought maybe T.J. Finley transferring in from LSU could help push Bo Nix. Sounds like Bo is going to be the guy once we kick off the season here in a couple weeks. Over in Gainesville, Florida beat reporter Nick Delatore of Rivals was out in Gainesville at Steve Spurrier's new restaurant opening when the head ball coach got on a microphone to talk to the crowd. Steve Spurrier said he's already looking forward to this year's cocktail party in Jacksonville. Spurrier said, quote, I wore my Georgia red shirt tonight to remind y'all we got to beat those damn Bulldogs this year. We miss Steve Spurrier in the SEC. 
Over at Arkansas, Grant Morgan went from being a walk-on for the Arkansas football team to an all-SEC linebacker, so it's only appropriate. His NIL partnership deal he announced this week with Walk-On's Sports Restaurant. The Walk-On of the Week program going to name uh, award a name, image, and likeness deal to a walk-on athlete across the country. Walk-On's kicking things off with Grant Morgan. And speaking of Arkansas this week, former Arkansas wide receiver Mike Woods talking with reporters about his decision to leave Arkansas for Norman, Oklahoma. He said, quote, it was just something that was on my mind, and I felt it was the best move for my career. As a wide receiver, you look at Oklahoma every year putting out these big numbers, and every receiver wants to be in an offense like this. So it was pretty easy when they reached out to me, see what they've done with transfers and wide receivers. So it was a pretty easy decision. In recruiting news, Estruma High School running back Levian Moss has decided to reopen his recruitment. The four-star running back from Baton Rouge has backed off his verbal pledge to Alabama. Moss committed to Alabama back in June. He's six foot tall, 190 pounds, the number six running back and number 82 prospect nationally in the class of 2022. Still is in contact with LSU, Texas A&M, and Ole Miss. Got to think LSU, the hometown team, going to make a big push for him. At Georgia, they added some speed from in-state receiver Cole Spear last night. Spear is currently under the radar as a prospect, but that could change. Doesn't have a composite rating, but he's ranked the number 127 overall prospect for the class of 2022. He runs a 4.38 40-yard dash, so he's got some speed. There you go. That is around the conference. When we return, two great conversations catching up recently with uh, Gene Chizik of the SEC Network as well as Marty Smith of ESPN. That's next. We told you guys earlier this week about sweat block, and it's one of those things that you may not be thinking about it right now, but as the tailgating season approaches and, of course, going to sit in some hot SEC stadiums throughout the month of September, you're going to sweat and you don't want to sweat through your shirt for no reason and be embarrassed, right? Some of you may know that uh, it's a problem that a lot of people deal with. When you're out of tailgates or at SEC games, you see people sweating through their shirts. It isn't life and death, but there are, you know, there are much worse problems in the world, but it is something that a lot of people don't like to deal with. And that's why you need to go try Sweat Block Antiperspirant Wipes. Sweat Block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before you go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, wash, go about your day without worrying about sweat, guaranteed. I know this will sound too good to be true, but you literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week, and it keeps you dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking your shirts based on which one's going to hide your sweat. Wear what you want to wear, your little secret to confidence. It is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation or a hot date. Everybody can benefit. If you or someone you love is dealing with it, you have to go check out Sweatblock. Get it today. 20% off at sweatblock.com when you use our promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N or at Amazon and CVS. Get it today. 20% off at sweatblock.com. Use the promo code Locked On. Roll along here, Locked On SEC. Former head coach, SEC Network analyst, Gene Chizik, sitting down with us. Coach Chizik, how are you, sir? Good. How are you, Chris? Let's talk a little college football. Obviously, last year was was weird for everybody. You know, the SEC goes conference only. We see, saw a lot of the conferences do that. Um, 
one sense, we're happy that we were able to get through a college football season and crown a champion. But by the same realm, man, we're ready to get back to the word we keep hearing all this week, back to normal. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great to have some sense of normalcy. Um, it's great to, at this point in time, not have to worry, are we playing or are we not playing? Right. Um, and look, America needs this. College football is a huge part of everybody's um, love and, and, you know, there's just so much passion and energy when it comes to this. And this is just an exciting time for both players, coaches, and, uh, and obviously, all importantly, the fans. And uh, that's what it's all about. The uh, Texas A&M Aggies, you know, they took that big step forward last year, nearly made it into the college football playoff. A lot of people say they should have made it into the college football playoff. What do you make of this team this year? Obviously, they have a new quarterback. They lose Kellen Mond to the NFL, but your backfield is back. A lot of guys in your offensive line, defensive line are back. They seem to be a team that's a good quarterback away. What do you make of the Aggies? Well, you know Jimbo's recruited very well. And the, you know, the tailbacks uh, are extremely strong uh, with, you know, the guys they have on their roster, Isaiah Spiller. Anaya Smith is one of the best football players in the country, period. He can do it all. He can play wide out. He can play running back. And he's, he's not good. He's great at both. Uh, you got one of the best tight ends in the country. So whether it's Haynes King or wh- whoever becomes the quarterback, I mean, that's going to be the deal, right? I mean, how effective is this guy? How efficient is this guy? But we know Jimbo does a great job developing quarterbacks but the real uh plus for for aggie fans is the fact that um they got nine guys returning on defense mike elko's done a great job of that defense and he's had chances to leave and didn't he stayed uh and you're starting to see the fruits of his labor right now so i think defensively you know they were the total defense wise they were the best in the league last year and that was with 10 sec games and you got the lion's share of those guys coming back. So I would look for those guys to be able to hold the point uh, while the offense gets going. You mentioned the, the schedule, and, I, I mean, I, I think it sets up so well for them in that, you know, you start with three teams that are you know, games that you should win, and you get Arkansas and Dallas, and you get Mississippi State, and then, lo and behold, there's Alabama in your house in what figures to be should be a sold-out, packed Kyle Field. And when that stadium is rocking, who knows in my opinion, this is AM's best chance. They have not beaten Bama since their first year in the league with Manziel almost a decade ago. If they're going to do it, this has got to be the year. It's going to be interesting. I think it does set up well. I think the opening three games are good, uh, and then you need that with a new quarterback. And you got, I think Colorado's mixed in there, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's going to be a good little test for them as well. But this is the next step for AM, right? They went 9 and 1 last year, and let me tell you what. Jimbo Fisher delivered, period. They went 9-1 and one in a 10-game SEC schedule, so he delivered. So what's the next thing? The next thing is beating Alabama, right? Uh, because if you're going to get to the SEC championship game, that's who you're going through. Yeah. And if you can get to the SEC championship game, then you have a chance to get into the college football playoff if you win that. But you're not going to get there unless you beat Alabama, and that's the next step for Jimbo. Uh, because he's done everything that he, they hired him to do right. three years ago, right? So this will be a great game. Uh, if they get a quarterback developed in time and the offense is clicking, uh, they'll have a chance. Uh, but this is the next step for A&M. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, you find a way to win that game. Put all your cards into that game. You, it affords you a loss along the way. You can lose to LSU. You can lose to somebody because you got that head-to-head with Bama and more than likely – that means you're going to Atlanta. And so I'm with you. A&M, it feels like you've been always 
the bridesmaid, never the bride. This has got to be the year. If they're going to take that next step, find a way to beat Alabama because, look, you're not going to beat them next year in Tuscaloosa. So this is the year. We're talking with uh, former uh, head coach Gene Chizik. Sit down with us. One more for you, Coach. Of course, you spent some time at Texas. Big topic that came up this past week. Horns down. <laughs> targeted, you know, pointed at a Texas player. Big 12 officials saying it could be, a, it will likely be a penalty. Where do you come down on the horns down? How disrespectful is it? Should it be a personal foul? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna give you my. Uh, now I'm a former Longhorn coach, right? And I was there two years. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't remember one time us even giving any credence to whether somebody did that or didn't do that. Okay, and with all the problems that college football has right now in terms of trying to figure out. NILs and college football playoff and transfer portals, and I can go down the list. The fact that anybody spent any time even talking about that <laughs> as far as legislation goes uh, is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. But um, I just, and again, I'm speaking from experience, that conversation never came up. It's part of college football. People do whatever. I mean, <laughs> Mississippi State has cowbells. I don't know. Is that just yeah. I mean – Anyway, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm taking a pretty hard line in that. You know, they got to get over it. Yeah. Coach Chizik, thanks for the time, man. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it, it Chris. Coach Gene Chizik there of the SEC Network. Bet online, still the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your sports action. College football is coming up later this month. You want to make sure you are ready to go and you got your account active and popping ready for all the action that is coming your way at bet online before the next game head over to bet online or your laptop or mobile device check out all their great sporting news sign up bonuses contest information if you head to their website right now and you never signed up with them before you can receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n they got preseason football they've got all the early college games starting up later this month and especially all the SEC games. They've also got SEC win totals, over-under numbers. You feel good about Florida winning X amount of games. Whatever it is, you can do it all over at BetOnline. Head over there right now. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game and get ready to bet on some football as it is right around the corner. BetOnline, they are your online sportsbook experts. Reminding you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. Celebrate your freedom of choice They've got so many delicious flavors. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are passionate about their favorites. I tell you guys all the time, the mid brownie is my favorite, but you got raspberry, coconut, cherry barcia, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, whatever it is, they've got something for everyone. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, I tell you guys all the time, get a mixed box. You get two of each of the nine flavors. You get to try them all. Find out which one is your favorite. And not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, they are healthy as well. 17 grams of protein in there, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. So go order them today, and you get that raspberry, salted caramel, whatever it is you like over at BuiltBar.com. Just head there right now, BuiltBar.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order when you use the promo code Lock 15, get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Roll along here, locked on SEC. A fine gentleman, a great American, 
the one and only Marty Smith joins us now. How are you, sir? I'm amazing. Thank you for having me, brother. <laughs> a few years ago, there was a reporter by the name of Jack Patterson, I believe. He was shooting a stand-up after an Alabama football game, and he's shooting, and he's going through takes, and one Marty Smith stops by to offer some words of advice and encouragement, and it, it went viral, and everybody was like, that's just so cool that that guy's so genuine. To me, that's the Marty Smith that everybody knows and we need more marty smiths in this world well first of all you're extremely kind uh that was such a unique moment both for for jack and for me um i i saw him struggling a little bit with doing a, a tape stand-up and i could sense his frustration building and i just walked over there and said to him hey man you're you're doing an amazing job and i want you to know that i'm with you I hate doing tape stand-ups because if you're live and you kind of flub something, yeah. you just plow right through it. Right. When you're taping something, the expectation is perfection, not only among uh, for, for your, from yourself but from your bosses, from the viewership, whatever. So, so I just said hello. I had no idea that, that he was rolling. I had no idea that, that it would be posted, but it's so much bigger than me. And it's so much bigger than Jack. <laughs> that was just a moment between two guys who had mutual respect for one another in, in, in the human element. And uh, I was thrilled for him that, that, that he got the response that he got. And I was, I was almost embarrassed. I was blown away by the response that, that I mean, I heard from hundreds of people. And I'm tell you, the next morning, so I didn't know he posted it, right? Yeah. And I don't check social media a ton. So I wake up the next morning. It's like 5.55. I'm getting ready to have my coffee and hit the gym. And the very first text on my phone is from Shane Beamer. Wow. Whom I grew up with. And Shane said, like his message was, I think it's amazing that the world gets to see the Marty Smith we've known our whole lives and I was like oh lord did somebody like shoot was I shotgunning beers like what's going on here um but it was just a very humbling experience and Jack is a beautiful human being and I just I appreciate you mentioning that thank you you have been a longtime host now of the Marty and McGee radio and tv show alongside Ryan McGee do you ever think this show would last as long as it has already <laughs> we joke all the time that we can't believe they haven't figured us out and fired us yet um <laughs> So it started as a, I, 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 I cold called the head of podcasting for ESPN in 2013. And I said, hey, um, my buddy Ryan McGee and I would love the opportunity. If you'll just give us the distribution platform, we'd love to do a podcast about NASCAR and country music. That's what we'd love to do. <laughs> and they kind of went back and forth. Well, let's get him on the phone. They started hearing he and I. Uh, him and me, that's proper grammar, him and me tell stories about Dale Earnhardt or Jeff Gordon or Dale Jr., whatever. And they were like, okay, we don't know what this is, but go for it. <laughs> and then they gave us a radio show at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. And then a few years ago, they moved us to 7 a.m. Wow. And I said to him, okay, dude, this, this it's going to change right now. And our blessings are so rich, we just can't believe it. We're so grateful to everybody at the executive level of SEC Network, everybody at the executive level in college football, for just believing in our very Southern culture. Let's have fun. 
uh, inter- interviewing people type of philosophy. And they also expect of us, if there's a, a story that demands that we're serious and we're journalistic and we offer our genuine opinion on something that's going on, we're in the field all the time. Right. So we're able to do that as well. And we're just extremely humble, man. Do you have a favorite hillbilly headline that you've read? Uh, I mean, the monkey, the monkey throwing the poop was pretty funny. Uh, we still laugh about the monkey throwing the poop. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, they what do about a- that naked lady in the Outback Steakhouse? Did you see her? I didn't see that one. There was a. This was recently. There was a lady, and I, it was in Florida, because of course it was because Florida, and. There was a lady who got naked as a jaybird, and she went in there in, in this Outback Steakhouse and was just rampaging about something, throwing liquor bottles around. She got had to get tased. The cops tried to calm her down, and <laughs> she was running around naked in the Outback. <laughs> For those who don't know, on Marty and McGee, they do a segment called Hillbilly Headlines, and it is the greatest. And like you said, the majority of the stories come from Florida. They usually involve a Walmart parking lot. I do. But it's, it's a staple, and it's a can't-miss uh, Every week on the, the Marty and McGee show. Do you enjoy jumping from sport to sport, college football, it. NFL? You did NASCAR for the longest. You do golf. I mean, you do everything. Horse racing. That <laughs> one was interesting because I had to learn that one on the fly. Really? Yeah, I consider it to be such a blessing uh, because it keeps it, it demands of me that I don't get complacent. It yeah. demands of me that I continue to work and study and grind. And, I mean, like, for example – if I just walk you through my spring, football ends, um, you go into basketball, right? And then Tiger Woods got hurt out in L.A. I flew right. out there for several days to, to stand in front of hospitals. and. Report. I was going to ask you about that. had to be surreal. One of the it biggest figures weird. in sports yep. near death. It was, it was something else. And trying to get information was difficult because – not only is, is Tiger's team fiercely private, I knew once they moved him to Cedar sinai that, I mean, it's like trying to get oil from a water spout yeah. because that people go to Cedars for a reason because it's so private. Yeah. So that, and then you go into the SEC basketball tournament for five or six days in Nashville, and then you're in Augusta National for eight days for the Masters, and then you're home for a week, and then you go to the NFL Draft. Which I was with Trevor Lawrence yeah. at his place for the NFL Draft, straight to Kentucky Derby, one week off, Preakness Stakes, from Preakness straight to PGA Championship for eight <laughs> days. So your brain just, you know, it just continues to spin, and you take it day by day and prepare your tail off. And what, what you can one thing I will never do is forsake the blessings of the opportunities. I can't believe that I get to do this. <laughs> I'll never get used to it. I'm just super grateful and that the athletes give me the time. Like those golfers, I'm not out there every weekend. Like yeah. I remember when I covered NASCAR, there would be these like helicopter reporters coming in for the Daytona 500 and the championship, and that's it. Yeah. And we'd kind of be like, eh. And, and when I'm there for the Masters and the PGA, I can see how the golfers might be like, ah, but they are amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I just I just love the NASCAR. It, 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 it's 
it's a different world when you watch the broadcasting there. It's like Kevin Harvick coming around the. It's like man, like it's a whole different world that you just consume when you when you start watching NASCAR. And I love to do it. broadcasting for NASCAR yeah. requires a special skill. The great Marty Smith from ESPN, man. Uh, thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Keep being you. Keep well, doing you, man. Thank you. Pleasure's mine, brother. Thanks for having me. All right, that is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. Remember to subscribe if you haven't done so yet. We're here for you five days a week talking all things SEC, and very soon we will be transitioning. We'll take this show to YouTube. Already got our channel up, so if you want, head over to YouTube. Just search Locked On SEC. You can subscribe or just keep listening to us how you get your podcast normally, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast. Find us here five days a week talking all things SEC football. we got some loaded guests coming in the next couple weeks as we start to preview the season. It is right around the corner. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys on Monday, recapping another weekend of fall camp and getting ever so closer to the start of the SEC football season. Quick reminder, betting on the SEC doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling, they got daily picks. Lee's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets Brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts.